Alright, it's June 23rd and we are coming to you live from the GMAC Annual Conference. Welcome to the NBA Show! Awesome! Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes. Mira, we have made it. Well, we have made it. This course, is it. This is the top. Of course we made it. The GMAC is holding their annual conference across the river from Sloan. It wasn't that hard to get when here. You make short, <laughs> when you make short form web content focused at MBAs, the GMAC annual conference is like my Everest, baby. This, this is true. This is, this is the top. I would say the only thing that could potentially make this better is if we could bring on the king, the man, the leader, the man in charge of the GMAC. If only that were possible. We got a lot of swag Free here today. swag. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it turns out, indeed, we do have him, the man from the GMAC who makes the GMAT, the president and CEO of the GMAC, today's guest, Mr. David Wilson. Yes. Okay. So, David, you, you have been a Multiple choice, please. You have. Uh -huh. <laughs> You have been a professor at UT Austin, um, at HBS, several schools in accounting. You've worked at Ernst & Young, um, and you are the president and CEO of the GMAC, the company that makes the GMAT, the exam that every business school student needs to get through to get into business school. Trial and, by fire. And I, Absolutely. And I, my friend, I have just one question for you. Multiple choice. That I have been wondering all of these years. Good. Two trains leave on a hundred mile track. <laughs> right. One train is traveling 48 miles an hour, the other is traveling Amira, 40. Amira, Amira, I, th I think he's had enough. I think he's had enough. The answer is B. Just say B. B. Oh, yes. He's a, and he's done it. My God, it is B, actually. <laughs> what do but you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> but seriously, though, we have heard about big changes that are happening at the GMAT. Uh, the big thing that's all over the news these days is the integrated reasoning section. Yeah. And we all know with standardized testing, when new things are added, to a test, there's going to be some winners and some losers. No, come on. <laughs> so who's getting into, who are the winners with this new section? Who's this good for, student-wise? It's, it's going to be great for everyone. In fact, it, it's a bit like shampoo. You know, <laughs> you rinse, you know, shampoo, you rinse, and then you know, shampoo and rinse again. Take the GMAT two or three times. I'm not completely following your analogy here. <laughs> <laughs> I think repeat if necessary. It's the perfect answer, and it's the same thing with the uh, with the uh, integrated reasoning. So what's going to be beautiful? What's going to be involved in this section? The integrated reasoning is going to be exciting because it's going to allow people to to raise their own game. They're going to raise themselves up because they're going to try to find ways to integrate data from here and a graph from there and a chart from here, and integrate that, pull it in, analyze it, uh, uh, convert it massage it and interpret it and come up with an answer. And so who is going to do better at, like, how is that going to sort of change your score? So not everyone's going to do exactly the same on the GMAT as they did before. How will it, like, who will do better and who will do worse? I don't, well, well what, first, what types of students will get higher First of scores? all, the, the, the GMAT verbal and quant scores are yep. going to stay the same. Mm, so this so is you're going to get the same and the same okay. total. Yep. But you're going to have, we used to have two analytical writing pieces. Mm -hmm. Now you just have one. And you have a 30-minute piece on the, the integrated reasoning with a separate score. Yep. So it's not going to change. Anyone who's doing really well, you, you guys who are way up at the top there, you're going to do the same, the same score. How you do on the other one, we don't know. That'll be a separate score scale. And how do you expect, so who do you expect will do really well on this? Oh, I think guys from MIT. <laughs> <laughs> yes! So, so math and quant, obviously, uh, obviously math, helpful there. Math, math and quant remain the, the, the yep. critical elements of the total score. 
you know, the elements before and the total score. You're going to have the analytical writing, which is your, the ability of you to write uh, in a, you know, a prompted basis, but in a, a finite period of time. And the in integrated reasoning, which is going to challenge a whole lot of, not unlike the, uh, the microcosm, it's a microcosm, if you will, of what you do in class, where you, you, you get all kinds of data in a case study. You have to simulate it. You have to discuss it. You have to work it through and, and then, try to reason. And then I talk for minutes upon minutes uh, <laughs> because I love to hear the sound of my own voice. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you keep people from Nero from getting into business? <laughs> so you are the gatekeeper in a lot of ways. We're MBAs, and the people that we see sitting around us in class came through your trial by fire, and you've seen the development of those people over many years. And what I'm wondering is, who is the MBA student of the future? In 10 years, instead of sitting next to Miro, oh. can I do better? Well, I would hope he, I, you yes. never know, he may not be out by then. But <laughs> I think that the MBA student of the future is going to be a, a very different creative person. Because I think where we, we've seen jobs created in, in this country and around the world, it's been the startups, it's been the entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. and I think more and more entrepreneurs are discovering that they gain a lot of value from the skills in the MBA program. And I, guess, I think you're going to see a lot of bright young people coming from very different kinds of backgrounds. Musicians, artists, um, China, China. <laughs> what about a lot what, from China? Oh yeah. Things. What about the MBA overseas? So China and India rapidly developing their management education programs. Right. Um, you know, how does the how does the GMAC and the GMAT figure into that? Do they take the GMAT overseas? Uh, very much. Uh, China, and India, right now are the two largest markets in terms of growth yep. uh, in the country, really, really, or in the world. Uh, Chinese students and, and and Chinese and Indian students are both taking it to study domestically and to, to go elsewhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And so, that's and you were saying there's another exam they have in China as well that you were telling us about. <clears throat> they do. They have, uh, for the Chinese students, it's the MBA Liangkao or the GRK, mm -hmm. and it's required of Chinese students studying in China. Hmm. But so do, do any Americans take that test? No, not that I know of. It's and in it's in Chinese, though. It's in it's in Chinese. <laughs> just in case you were wondering. So you know, do you see them as a competitor for the GMAC? No, not particularly, because the, the, the test is not used outside the country. It is required within, and so to some extent, uh, the Chinese students who are going to remain uh, studying in China do have to take it. But many of the schools there are basing their scholarships and financial aid on the GMAT. So they take oh, the GRK, the Yan Kao. Uh, so people are, are taking both tests. Both tests. And instead of the gatekeeper for admissions, you're the gatekeeper for scholarship money. Uh, in some cases, apparently so, yeah. Which would make sense, I guess, if you're trying to attract students who would be going to the states, so they're taking G the GMAT anyways, this is a way to try and keep them uh, in country, and uh, this is why I, uh, I sometimes think my MBA should have, I should have gotten my MBA in China. <laughs> well, there are a lot of good schools there. Yeah. So. We understand, we have a segment on the show we call Jargon. Right. And we understand that you have brought a word with us that you'd like to share, and I'm very excited to hear about it because I don't know what this means. Spokespersonator. It's a spokespersonator. In, in today's space, particularly with digital media, all of a sudden you can discover somebody is claiming to be your spokesman or spokeswoman. And you not only do they not have any right to do that, you don't want them to. And are they saying bad things about you? Well, no, they could be saying bad things. They could be saying wrong things. You know what Tiger Woods representing chastity, for example. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so uh, the only way to, to diffuse this is to, to declare the person a spokespersonator. Have you actually had, has this been a problem in, 